0: She's the author of History of the Black Dollar, founder and CEO of The Wealth Factory, named top four icon in the United Nations Africa diaspora. She's been the leading force when it comes to financial literacy through her Black Tech Matters initiative. She's a beautiful product of the HBCU community. D.C. homegrown, and my new nickname for her, The Secret Trojan. Oh. I Welcome like to the Style Lounge, Angel Rich. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy you're here. Yes.
1: This yes, is going to be exciting.
0: I think it's awesome that Rich and Banks, because my last name is Banks, there's some power in that. That's actually a really good name. Yes. Rich and Banks. Rich and Banks. We gotta well, we do, we that. do something we gotta with that. Yes. Make something happen. Sounds like a conference. <laughs> so, it does sound like a conference. <laughs> so you know, um, you and I just met, and I feel like it was very organic. Yes, fast friends. Fast yes. friends. I said, "Oh, you're my friend," and I don't pick up friends. Yeah. And um, I followed you ever since I saw you on the Breakfast Club, and when I spotted you in the room during BET Weekend, I thought. I don't want to overwhelm her, but I got to say hi. Thank you. And I got to let her know that I think she's dope. You were
1: definitely uh one of my beacons of light. Uh I appreciate your energy and your groundedness and just the 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 um, the moment that we we so It of, was a
0: cool moment. Yeah. We went from shyness to <laughs> So look girl, you ain't tell me all that. <laughs> And I thought, okay, this is someone who I definitely have to embrace. And and I wonder if she'll come and do the Style Lounge. And she was like, you know what? Yes, I am. I'm coming to do it. And I and I was like, really? I haven't had anyone come on here and talk about financial information before. Mm-hmm. And really, nothing's flyer or stylish than your finances being in place.
1: You know, that's how I feel about it.
0: I, like, I don't know what not, everybody else is concentrating on. Yeah, I mean, on. like... <laughs> Right now, to me, I don't care how great you look outside, what is your portfolio looking like? What is your credit look like? looking like? Even if it's not right, how are you preparing to fix it, rebuild it, and get it to a place where you can move at your own pace and have that freedom of knowing that I can choose what I want?
1: Yes, I agree. You know, uh, uh you know, a lot of wealthy people that aren't celebrities, when they're just walking around in their downtime, they look like just regular people. They're not walking around in luxurious and clothes and talking to their or, money and, and yeah, gold. yeah, yep. all, all of those various <laughs> different things. So it's not really about the outward appearance at all. It's about. What type of financial stability do you really have? How long could you go if you were to lose your paycheck? Right. And, you know,
0: half of America can't go more than six months. Mm-hmm. You know? And one time it would be a year, but it's changed. Yes. There's a, there's a, I feel like a financial warfare going on. Definitely. So I was very fortunate to get this really nice book, because I was nice. Um, History of the Black Dollar. And I would like to know what? inspired you to write this book the
1: main thing that inspired me to actually sit down and write it besides uh, my love affair with black history since I was a child is when I was rereading the biography of Harriet Tubman and I learned that when she learned that Blacks were only making 67 cents on the dollar, that she stopped refusing to receive her wages, and then she made the rest of the Black Union soldiers also stop refusing to oh. receive their wages. Fast forward well into her 90s, she was still refusing her wages, um, even though she was very successful in the military and all of those things, and she was very poor. And the reason we only even have a story on her is because her neighbor decided to write a book about her, um, to be able to help with her bills. And so I felt Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, um, and then finally when she was like around ninety two or something like that, don't quote me on the age, they finally paid her her due. But she was well in her nineties. So I felt as though the sacrifice And the intelligence that she had back then to boycott her wages and to have everyone else unionize around that was brilliant. And then, do you know what we currently make on the dollar as black people? What do we currently make? 67 cents. Currently? Currently. So, in 150 years, are you telling me we haven't made any progress? So if you were just simply looking at the years and the numbers, you would ask yourself, what happened in between? There's definitely some type of story that happened in between. There's some great
0: stories in that book, by
1: the way. So we start with the first slave and we go all the way to present day. And we, we track the financial and economic history of black America. And we ask the question, what
0: happened and what has happened to our money? And what is happening? And why it's now happening. Yeah. Is that what initially started um, you creating and being the CEO of what is the Wealth Factory? Wealth, <laughs> wealth Factory's mission. That's your corporate corporation.
1: You know, that's actually a great question. It actually <laughs> happened in reverse.
0: OK, it because I'm like, did that start first or, you know, what what kicked off first? Because they kind of parallel kind of to each other, or do you kind of twine in together to a pretty bow? It's Yes, it's a
1: three-part series, but I'll I'll run through it quickly okay. for you. <laughs> the first part is I'm the author of the African-American Financial Experience Study, the reason that there's blacks in life insurance commercials. I was able to prove that blacks own life insurance at an equal or higher value than other races, and uh, also that churches was the best way to financially educate blacks. That's why you see this large movement around churches in the financial services you're industry, right, right. focusing on blacks. Black people did not used to exist in life insurance commercials before my study. How much I could go into with that. So I already had the sort of research and background in it. From there, I left Prudential and I started the Wealth Factory because the research spoke to me that there needed to be more financial education. And I felt as though the best way to do that was through video games and that I, you know, our first game credit stacker, we reverse engineered the fair as a credit reporting system and placed it into a game to be able to teach people how to manage their credit. So that led
0: into the technology company. Then we were struggling with funding, which was which I was going to come to my next question, but go ahead.
1: And I had to figure out how to be able to fund the company because we were facing all these different obstacles. You know, there's only been 34 black women in the world to raise over a million dollars in the past six years. It's still uh, 0.02% of funding. Um, There's more black women starting businesses, and we're extremely excited about that. But the, the access to capital and funding still is not, an issue um, still in proportion.
0: You yeah. know? I, I, I heard somewhere where you said that even with it being more black female owners, the money in terms of capital that that is still offered to them hasn't grown because the numbers have grown with them becoming because of more entrepreneurs is actually being stretched what was already given.
1: Precisely.
0: <laughs> and I was like... And that's
1: just simple math. So
0: so I'm not crazy. <laughs>
1: okay. So we already just only had one well right. that we were allowed to go to. And then we said, you know what? Hey, you know, everybody needs this water. And now everybody... Everybody is trying to get
0: water out the well. Out and the well is kind of like, can I replenish so I won't be dry?
1: Exactly. So one of the things that we're working on with History of the Black Dollar, being able to explain why we only have one well and different things like that, as well as a documentary, the Black Tech Matters oh, documentary.
0: Who's doing the documentary? I'm doing it? the documentary. Oh, yeah. Is it being distributed, you know, yet? Yeah? Yes. Ooh, sidebar. <laughs> uh, it's you, don't have to, to, you don't have to say no. Okay. Okay. But we know that the documentary is coming out. Yeah. I always like getting a little bit of information yeah. from people. Yeah, that's going down. <laughs>
1: Shout out to my co-producer, Michael Hubbard.
0: Oh, wow, that's awesome. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You worked hard. I already know you did. Yes. Okay. All you. right. So, <laughs> so like you said, um, you know, getting capital and I, and I had read somewhere in 2017 you was pretty much the only mobile credit game app in the world with Credit Stacker. And you just explained what Credit Stacker was. Mm-hmm. And I just found that it was interesting. Even after being the only person, I think that it was ironic you struggled to still find backers even after having your creation named the best leading game in the country by the U.S. Department of Education. You know what? I forgot that I have the only credit game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know Will Smith and Nas just yes, but th- um, it's
1: not a game. Though. Oh, it's not a game. It's not a game. It's just an app. Okay. It's a it's a um it's a payment platform oh. for financial literacy for teens.
0: Got it. Yeah, Which it's means basically for PayPal a-
1: for teens. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was like, what is this? Yeah. So you're still the only. Yeah. And the U.S. You just Department of me. Education. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm here for.
1: But you know, um, yeah. It's just so many, it's so many things that we've been first and accolades and this, that, and the third. And at this point, you know, I'm I'm just I'm just ready to scale. You're
0: ready for the next the next frequency. Yeah. Which is right there over your head. So which still trips me out a little bit because um Forbes has named you the Female Steve Jobs. The next the Steve next. Jobs. Well, same. Next. Yes. Yes. It's, but th- that's, that's a really huge, important that's a to huge, me. a huge. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge um, accolade to receive from Forbes.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And it was uh it was really important to me, you know, not to go too much into it to just let the world know that a black person was named the next Steve Jobs.
0: And it's, a female. And a female help, who they really don't give any capital to. Exactly. Um,
1: exactly. And you know, with so uh with the with the conscience of Silicon Valley being of that uh black people or women can't make uh substantial companies that aren't just purely philanthropic in nature but don't really have the business or profitable outcomes that those of other races might have, it's like, okay, well, how did this black woman get named the next Steve Jobs? And I secretly have $3 billion algorithms that right. I've invented. So it's like, how did I reverse engineer the Fair Isaac credit reporting system then? Or the game we just dropped a week ago where we reverse engineered um, the stock market in Pokemon Go oh, and wow. t- turned stock market uh, characters into symbols and... Um, yeah, we released
0: that, um... and Pokemon has everyone um, distracted still. Yeah, <laughs> so that's smart. Uh, I know you experienced bad credit because you shared that one hundred and eighty thousand dollar debt <laughs> that, oh, you that, you accrued, that, real. that you accrued from Hampton University. Look, I didn't accrue that much at Clark Atlanta University, HBCU in the house. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but how long did it take for you to turn that credit that you that bad credit that you had? create it in college and reverse it to where you are now I would say the
1: first major hump took three years mm-hmm. the first hundred thousand that I Oof. paid off um that was eighty thousand of it was student loans and a hundred thousand of it was uh cars and credit cards and it different... was
0: balling in college You was the person balling in college I already know it. Well, you new know, clothes, black black, how black
1: families go. So. If you ain't never had it, I'ma get it. So yeah, <laughs> so it wasn't really necessarily me, but you know, so oh, you
0: was helping the family. Yeah, you okay. know, so I get it. I did the same. Yeah, I just I just tried to. But um, I did
1: have a car. I did have a car. What though. kind of car you had? It was a um a brand new Sebring.
0: Nothing So like a
1: nice little thirty thousand dollar car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: How long did you have it? For
1: about a year. About a year? What happened to
0: it after a year?
1: My mama made me give it back.
0: Smart mommy. (laughs) Because I heard both of your parents were um, entrepreneurs. Yes. And they made you read um, business books. Yes. And when you were in high school. Yes, exactly. Um, yes. So you had to read business books on your off time.
1: Ever since I was probably about in the fifth grade oh, and it ended in it was high school. a smart school.
0: fifth grader friend. Yeah. yeah
1: like, am I, you, you know how you have to uh, do reading reports? I know those teachers were irritated with you. They were. They had to go to school just because. I once got a bad note for reading too much in class. And me and my I've mother never both were heard confused. that anything. That's very confusing. Like, I had already come, I would always complete all of my work. So, you had
0: a lazy teacher. <laughs> that was well said. <laughs> That's what that was. You had a lazy teacher. She was like, I don't have anything else for her to do. Send her to a magnet store. I,
1: I still have the note. She was like, Wow, we you appreciate that, that angel. Just, I should just blur her name
0: out though. <laughs> just, you should post it. That is hilarious. Do not say the name of the school when some people are going to know, but do not say her name, for those who've forgotten. That, I've never heard anything like that before in my entire life. You read too much. For real. And what'd your mom say? My she mother, ignored my, it?
1: Yeah, she was like, whatever. Whatever like, that idiot. She was like, what does she want you to do? Yeah. Talk? The previous note was that I was
0: talking too much, so I started so bringing books reading. to school with me. So she was boring and... That's what that means. She, she should have just gave me more work. She was born. She, yeah. she you were challenging her. <laughs> she didn't learn that in I, class. <laughs> she probably was a new new teacher and all. She's like, she I didn't, didn't sign up for this. Do. I
1: got. I've gra- never thought about it. She like was like,
0: that. I went and started to deal with fifth graders for a reason, <laughs> not <laughs> to get the ambitious student. <laughs> what would you say was the biggest uphill battle for you this far, like going through this journey? What was the biggest uphill battle?
1: Ooh, this it's is probably, probably sound crazy. crazy. Um,
0: probably been a few, but the one that you go,
1: ooh. When I lost 43 North competition and. I could go into the whole story, but basically... What is 43
0: North competition for some Forty Three North So 43, North, street.
1: 43 <laughs> North is the world's largest business competition. Mm-hmm. It's across every country in the world. It's 13,000 applicants. Um, we were told we had the number one application in, in the world. You could actually YouTube the video on the stage. They tell us we have the number one, uh, we have the best pitch in the history of 43 North. All type of magazines, Forbes, Black Enterprise, Newspaper, Mayor, waiting backstage wow. for me. tell me that we definitely coming in the top three. At 3 a.m. in the morning, I get a phone call asking me to come to a gentleman's room. He tells me if I don't come to his room, prepare to lose the competition. What? And I call my mama. I ask her what she think I should do. She tells me, don't go. He's the only black judge in the competition. Uh, I just decided two days ago to put this in my documentary.
0: He asked you um, to come to his room. Okay.
1: So I didn't go. Sure enough, we lost the competition or whatever, right? So that was already one aspect. That was already one aspect. Mm -hmm, What mm -hmm. is a double blow, it makes this one bigger for me than any of the other ones, is after we lost, we had um, a Caucasian female chase us down in our dressing room. And this dressing room was like clandestine. So how she even got to us, I don't even know. So she busts into the dressing room and she was like, I'm sick of this. And she bright red. We was like, what you sick of, girl? She was like, no woman has come in the top eight in the past four years. What? I was like, what? So like I'm what So I'm already dealing with being black.
0: I'm already dealing with, you know, you're already having to soar to be a part of this and work extra hard. And now you have someone who's making you uncomfortable. <laughs> Yes. Okay. And then to get like the the sneak punch
1: <laughs> of, oh, you forgot you was a woman too. Like, I got you. So it was just like, it was just like devastating. That, that was a rough period that for me. Sucks. That was
0: very rough. How long rough. did that take for you to get over? And what pulled you that, back together? Like what? Your oh. This is actually the, the whole best part of my journey.
1: So it got so rough for me that I ended up like, being, like, so broke that I was walking down the street picking up change to be able to eat, Mm -hmm. okay? And that was, like, it started in October. The competition was in October. Um, And then in February of that following year, um, I won Google's competition for top 30 black women um, in the country. And one of the judges was a Forbes contributor. And then a uh, couple of months after that... In May I woke and I I got accepted into Accelerate Baltimore in between then. So I had won like twenty five thousand. So that's what kind of like actually brought me out of that. You're like this oof. Yeah. But then in May, I got named the next Steve Jobs. That changed your whole world. My life ain't been the same since that day.
0: When was that? What year?
1: May third, twenty seventeen.
0: Look at God. Yeah. Look at God. That's it.
1: That's, That's awesome.
0: I love I love a, a come over story. Yeah, and you know, before when well, that I feel like one thing I've learned from doing most of the interviews I've done so far is the test, the um, the test and the testimony and how you came out of it.
1: Yes, I feel as though you can't have a testimony without a test. God Many don't tests. make mistakes. Nope. <laughs> you know, and when we and had... your character
0: was tested as well.
1: Yes. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Very much so. It's a it's a lot of different ways I could have went. Mm. You know. You say it again. Say <laughs> it
0: again. Well, <laughs> but a lot I, of different ways. A lot of different ways
1: I could have went. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I I I put my faith in God.
0: You know. You have to lean. Yeah. Lean on God and know that your steps are ordained and yeah. it's perfect.
1: And it might be it might be a little bit rough of a period. You know. But I always remember the story of Job. You know, he lost everything and then mm-hmm. God blessed him tenfold. And granted, you don't want to lose everything you and go don't. through that period. But yeah. you got to you gotta trust in God that he's going to bring you through
0: it. You can't hit the rock like Moses. You, you know, you can't you make it to the promised land. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to leave that right there. I was about to say something. You cannot hit the rock like Moses. <laughs> I'll tell you what I was going to say and you're going gonna to fall out laughing when okay. I tell you about it. That's a sidebar. Okay, so then I'm going to say this. This brings me to something else that I love. There's a statement that you made about the power and being underestimated. Yes. Can you talk about that?
1: I believe that that is so powerful. I believe that that is one of my superpowers. So many people, I, I was raised by a professional con artist, mm-hmm. my grandfather. And he would always ask people for $3 whenever he would meet them. He didn't want the $3. He just wanted to see if you was going to give it to him. He wanted to see how your character was. Mm -hmm. And I think that oftentimes people are so quick to try to show their hand and try to show people who they are and to feel like they're the biggest and the baddest. And especially when you're a woman. And I think that you really should allow people to to talk about you right in front of you as if as if you're nothing you know like use all of that information i've been able to you're do, like let me know how you really feel about it. let me. me
0: know how you really feel you know and I, that's cool yeah it's cool but now i just want to know that's nice
1: and then i'm going to take all that information and when the timing is right i'm going to be able to use it against you <laughs> <laughs> and then here comes the trojan Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you know, some people when they rob a bank, they might drive past. Some people sit outside. Some people might just go <laughs> inside. I'm watching the bank manager's kids. Okay, I'm at their be- I'm at their birthday party. <laughs> like I'm, I'm all up in there. I'm swimming in the swimming pool. Okay, <laughs> that's how I'm gonna rob the bank. I'm and... gonna
0: rob the bank because <laughs> I'm near your family. Exactly. It's like you know. That's really sneaky, um, Angel. I mean, they and call your me name the is ninja. angel. I mean, it's angel- in the name angel of Jesus.
1: <laughs> That's
0: really sneaky. In kids. the name
1: of Jesus, you know, <laughs> and just for the betterment of the culture. Mm-hmm. I think like you can't infiltrate a society trying to walk in. That's how a lot of black activists and a
0: lot of people make the mistake of trying to walk in and just rah, rah, rah. And, make noise. You know? And we don't need to be heard. Just move. For what? We're, I always we- say just move we're trying to be inclusive we're
1: we're trying to be able to plant new seeds and grow new trees so you have to be able to 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 go into the land properly you know with, without getting too metaphorical but the trojan horse in the story the iliad they left it as a gift you know for the trojans and It wasn't until that they left this gift that they were actually able to get inside the walls because they used their egos against them. They allowed them to assume that they had defeated their enemy. They got drunk and they got married and they went to sleep. And the people inside of the horse, once they finally felt like it was a good moment where it was silent, then they hopped out. Mm. And by the time the Trojans woke up, the city was in flames. And they they had lost their city. And they had lost their entire city when they had these impenetrable walls for thousands of years. So that's how you take over a society. You know, if if you just want to sell T-shirts, I mean, that's cool. That's cool.
0: (laughs) That's cool. That's all you want to do. But let me just tell you, there's a way. I just told you the secret. Yeah. And read the Iliad. Definitely.
1: Definitely read the Iliad. Read the uh, 48 Laws of Power. I love that book how to win friends and influence people mm-hmm. the power of positive thinking yep i've read that book rich too. dad poor dad and another one that a lot of the, uh black people don't read is uh plato dialogues with socrates
0: mm-hmm. if you want
1: some real game if you i you, haven't
0: read plato socrates
1: yes plato's dialogues okay. and it's the it's the different books of socrates and so it, it's a really higher sort of um, mental level of being able to think. And, um, and of course, history history
0: of the black, of the black dollar. dollar. You gotta Definitely, get, you got
1: to know your history. Where can we find
0: history of the black dollar?
1: You can find it everywhere, actually, which I'm extremely proud of. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, you can even find it in your libraries. It's
0: being taught in schools, in K-12 schools. being taught schools. In school. And, now it's a history at, book, an economic US. book. Yes. A little both, because this is a lot of history knowledge in here. Yes, and
1: our goal is to get it required reading in all the schools. Um, you know how you have to take university one-on-one? Yep. Instead of study, why wouldn't every HBCU... This should, should... be
0: in every, like, because there's nothing much happen. This We should actually have to pay for this book. Yes. As part of our package. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So that is that is my goal. That is our goal. And... um. We, we actually have even received requests um to have it translated into French um to be able to spread it across well, the I'm African defi- diaspora. I
0: definitely am going to give it to my nephew and a few of my younger cousins to start to change their mental condition yes. of their brain because I think it's important.
1: Once you know your history and you... Are not just fed the brainwash of uh, that we're ignorant mm-hmm. and that we don't know how to uh, we're not financially capable of managing our money. And, you know, that we've actually been robbed six different times throughout yeah. history. It's um, in the book. Yeah. Free Bank, mm-hmm. Wall Street, uh, different forms of convict leasing, you know, um, all different type of things that, you know, we could go into and it's important to know that, you mm-hmm. know, that we have had black wealth. And it's just been a matter of every time we start to reach some type of form of economic mm-hmm. justice, been sad,
0: they've sabotaged or stolen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So my question for you next, um, I, have, uh, I have a couple of more. And that is, you sound like you have a really awesome team. And how long did it take for you to build that team? Do you have family involved have? in that team? I know it's... It's like finding your 12 disciples. You got to pray really hard for them. You
1: know what? (laughs) I
0: really do think about it
1: like my 12 disciples. Yes,
0: that's exactly it. Jesus had 12 disciples. You can leave one out. You know which one. But you know that they all had a profession.
1: I completely agree with you. And it's so funny that you say that because I recently changed my mindset around that. And I feel like that has been a difference in how I've been building my team. Mm-hmm. Before I kind of had more of a Bill Gates mindset, where I was like, oh, I want to have like as many people as possible, and mm-hmm. this that, and the third, and that can become difficult to manage. And, and you want the best of the best. That's for you. Yes. And then I, some something just occurred to me. It was probably God. I don't know. I was just like, you know what? Jesus took over the world with, with twelve, 12 people <laughs> who all had professions, and life were changed. Yes. So then I was like, I just need a core group of, like, my 12 people. So that's that's what I went out, and I did. um, And I think we were probably at about 10 right now. Mm-hmm. I know exactly
0: so, what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So just building up our superstars, and I'm really excited about it. Um, uh, Most of them are actually out here. Oh, really? Six of them are out here. Okay, and are the rest
0: yeah. of them in D.C., or are like, yes, in other Yes, and uh, two in Kansas City. Okay. Mm-hmm. And right. a couple in Croatia. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're international. How often are you in Croatia? I actually have never been. <laughs> She's like, I don't know, but they're out there. Yes. We're We're nationwide, <laughs> international. Sorry. So what is next for um, Angel Rich and Black Tech Matters, History of the Black Dollar? I know there's a documentary. I know that there's another book in you. Um the game, I'm sure, um, credit stackers, you're constantly r- updating that and upgrading that with new games. Outside of that, what's next for Angel? I've always wanted
1: to be a renaissance woman. I've always wanted to be like Leonardo da Vinci, mm-hmm. ever since I was a child. And I'm really excited to be actually pulling off so many of these projects. It's like really kind of a you're cool You're on your purpose. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of cool. So now, the number one thing that I'm well, two things that I'm focused on one, we just signed a contract to place our
0: financial education learner management system in 200 countries. Um, That's awesome! Thank you. Come on, Angel. So far from 2017, but not. So for them to be
1: able to license it, so you know, countries like China, India, you know, things like that, it will be their financial education um in in their country so we're we're working on that. Um and I have a team that that's doing that. I really don't even have to do anything. Um so that's that's done and I'm just excited to see what that looks
0: and feels like. Um and how is the backing? Has that changed? Has that turned around? Have you got the funding? The funding. So um, we technically have now raised
1: over a million, Mm -hmm. and we have gotten 906,000 of it in the bank. So we're very close. Um, We're working on closing the rest of what we've, uh, of what we raised. The difference between raising and closing is uh, raising the money and having it on term sheets. And then closing is when
0: it's actually in the in bank. The bank. Yes. <laughs> yes. So She's like, so it's on sheets, but we're almost there to having it in the bank. That's yes. That's awesome. Yes. Thank you. Because that was an uphill battle for you. I know. What? <laughs> she was like, let me tell you something. <laughs> Girl, like
1: yes. And this man said to me yesterday, was like, Oh, I hope your only goal wasn't to raise a million dollars. Bruh. When only thirty four black women in the world have has, raised a million dollars
0: and the rest of us have only made raised thirty five thousand <laughs> I I, am gonna consider it at least a (laughs) go. I think you're gonna raise more. I think once you Definitely it's just that hurdle. It's literally that hurdle. I feel like once you reach your million dollar mark. It is, yes. Everything else is gonna flow like living waters. I completely agree. And
1: it has happened to every other woman, you know, that's become a unicorn. So I'm just excited to be a part of that pack and, you know, honored amongst those women. And even more so than that, what I really did it for. Is to show other black women that they can, mm-hmm. you know, and we... You wanted to inspire your community. You definitely. And we took a very interesting... We took a lot of hard routes to say that you can do it, you know, through this yeah. path. And mm-hmm. you you don't have to sell out in various different ways. You just ways. have to be resilient. You just have to be resilient. You have to and be, be consistent. And be
0: consistent and consistent.
1: Yes, Definitely. So I think um, I think all of that is important. So I'm excited to be able to uh, streamline the whole company and just be able to like just automate everything. So that's pretty much what we're doing so that I can be able to manage all of these various different projects at one time. So I'm in the process of just kind of like identifying leaders for everything. Like today I met with um, this event manager girl. She's mm-hmm. going to come on and like manage the tour and these other events that we're doing with this new partner that we got that I don't That's think I can dope. announce. That's yeah. okay.
0: You can tell me later. Okay. So, um, but it's huge. <laughs> you can tell me later. Yeah. You so, told me a little bit. Okay. I was like, okay, I will not share the goods, but yeah, I'm so excited I don't think for you. I can legally say that. No, yet. don't, but, but <laughs> I'm excited for you. I, I, look, I know how to keep a secret. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, girl. Thank you. So, well, yeah, you know, this is the Style Lounge. Yes. So even with w- us knowing that um, financial wealth, financial um, repair, and financial gain, and being educated and knowledge on what we need to do in order to change, I, I would say, our mindset when it comes to money and financing and our relationship, well, I want to know what you wear when you... Um... When you on tour? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, shout out to House of Grayling Purnell. Nice. Um, he is a Black Vogue designer. All right. So I definitely uh, support him. Mm-hmm. Um, I also support another company called um, Young Black Rich and Gifted. Mm-hmm. Um, they sponsor a lot of my clothes. Um, also Wear Ambition clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, as well is another sponsor. I want to make sure I shout out all my sponsors. And so... (laughs) um, Soon she'll be wearing OTG essentials. Okay. Sounds Mm -hmm. good. Oh, and no public opinion. I just... Uh, became a co-owner of that today. I now own 15% of that company. Co-owner
0: uh, I think it's Public Opinion? That's nice. I can shout out business. to Rashad
1: Scroggins. I think it's called No Public
0: Opinion. And you can get the Black Tech Matters t-shirt?
1: Yes, you can get this at um, blacktechmatters.co as well as at historyoftheblackdollar.com.
0: Yes. Okay, are you wearing any of your designers today that sponsor you? No, I just decided to, you know,
1: represent myself today. <laughs> Um, with Black Tech Matters, you know, mm-hmm. I would also wear a lot of uh, Calvin Klein, mm-hmm. um, Ann Taylor, um, Jessica Simpson. Um, okay. Yeah. There but you have please it. please send me clothes, you know. <laughs> I'm oh, and intertwined collections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, intertwined collections is another one uh, I think for I'm, dresses.
0: Yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. going to send you a couple of dresses that's a little longer and okay. jumpers. You'll like them. They're comfy, especially with you traveling so much. Yes, definitely. You need something easy to pull out the bag. Yeah. Okay. All right. There you have it. So in wrapping, can you tell us where we can find you, Miss Angela Rich, for those who don't already know?
1: Definitely, you can follow me on Instagram at angelrich27, as well as uh, on Facebook at angelrich, on Twitter at blacktechmatters. You can get History of the Black Dollar at historyoftheblackdollar.com, as well as on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, and download Credit Stacker on Google Play, and download Credit Stacker and Stockfighters on Google Play and iOS uh, in 60 countries. Thought isn't on iOS yet, though. It's not? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's on
0: Google Play, though. It's on Google Play. Okay. Yeah.
1: And um, if you're looking to do business, email us at info at getwealthylife.com.
0: There you have it. We have Miss Angela Rich in the house. Thank you so much for coming. Yes, thank you. It was fun, right? Yeah, definitely. It was laid back. It was cool. You didn't have to give your bio. Definitely. I'll come back anytime. (laughs) I think I want to have you regular, so you have to let me know when you're in town.
1: Definitely. We could do a financial segment. Let's do that. like I
0: don't think there's ever enough information right now, today, on financial information.
1: I still get emails every day with people asking me
0: about student loans. Yeah, because you tried to help my cousin out. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I know. Yes. And she was like this. I said, you need to download Credit Stacker. She's like, I'm doing it right now. Yes, (laughs)
1: definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because loans are serious. So everybody needs financial education.
0: And understanding the loans that you are um, signing up for. Definitely. Interest rate. Shout out to APR. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again. (laughs) Thank you again for coming. I really appreciate you. Definitely. Peace.
1: Hi, this is Angel Rich letting you know that Black Tech matters with Okira Banks.
0: We made it easy for you to find us. Follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Style Lounge Podcast. Search for Style Lounge with Okira Banks. The Style Lounge is executive produced by K.O. Banks Productions. It's recording at Hits in History Recording Studio in Los Angeles, California. Chris Campbell is our engineer and editor. Hashim Langfond, videographer and editor. Music is produced by Eric Dawkins for E-flat Music Group.